Welcome back to the Luminous Podcast. Father Chad Jarnigan, Rector of Luminous Parish. We are looking at Luke 20, 27 through 38, as we are wrapping up the waning days of ordinary time. There came to him some Sadducees, those who deny that there is a resurrection. And they asked him a question, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies having a wife but no children, the man must take the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first took a wife and died without children, and the second and the third took her. And likewise, all seven left. No children and died. Afterward, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had her as wife. And Jesus said to them, The sons of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy to attain to that age and to the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. For they cannot die anymore because they are equal to angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. But that the dead are raised, even Moses showed in this passage, about the bush. There he calls the Lord of the God Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is not God of the dead, but of the living, for all live in him. This is the gospel of our Lord. From the time that Jesus entered into Jerusalem, which is Luke's 19 and 28, his opposition had been intensifying. The only reason the chief, the chief priests, the religious leaders had not seized him yet was because of his popularity among the common people. I find this in Luke 20 or 19, 48 and 20 and 19. There are so many parallels throughout the scriptures that we see the power of God in contrast to the government, to the empires, to the religious leaders of the day, especially here in the Gospels. From the beginning of Luke 20, 27, we see the Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection of the body much less the coming resurrection of Christ. Jesus was being hassled by a trick question from one who denies the resurrection of the dead. Again, we see prominent religious leaders do their best to turn about words and phrases and try to trap and trick Jesus from a threat of his own teaching. And it never works out well. Jesus 
turns around and ascends his Jedi mind tricks and allows people another way to see And it is always in the contrast of the trappings. Our faith in Christ's teaching say that at a moment of death, life has changed. Not ended, changed. In Jesus' strong affirmation of eternal life, it is clear that new realities will take the place of those of this life. In the new or next life, all anxieties are gone, all prejudices are gone, all apprehensions, contempt. We all live in the light of new realities. And all together in holy communion of the saints, transcending time and space. That's interesting how we looked at last Sunday with all saints. The Sadducees' question seeks to make life after death out to be ridiculous. It rests on an assumption that life after death will simply be a repetition or extension of this current life. Same conditions applying with no change, no new realities. Jesus finishes by saying in 36, For they cannot die anymore because they are equal to angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. The pivot here. But that the dead are raised, they cannot die anymore. Insinuating that a resurrection is almost a continuation just into eternity with new realities. Jesus' answer is that the resurrection is a new existence in which we participate in God's eternity. God told Moses that he was the God of his forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. The message to the Sadducees here is good news. Whether they can comprehend it, believe it or not. This is not the end. Actually, it is just the beginning. With those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. These Sadducees from this passage of Luke sure sound familiar to many today. There's an undercurrent of cynicism and disbelief that pretend to know just enough about the narrative but not enough faith to believe. This can be difficult for us to grasp and that's okay. It's almost like we grasp this concept of further life, of eternal life when and where we need to. Sometimes our reason and intelligence may be missing crucial humility 
to accept or hold truths that faith tends to uncover. Jesus is announcing that there is a line or dimension, as I would like to say, in the cosmos here. In believing Christ's resurrection, we believe in our own. Being equal to angels means to be children of God. Being children of the resurrection brings about living with the new reality, which means eternal living. In the light of this passage here, N.T. Wright provides a helpful perspective. The point of the resurrection is that the present bodily life is not valueless because it will die. What you do with your body in the present matters because God has a great future in store for it. What you do in the present painting, preaching, singing, sewing, praying, teaching, building hospitals, digging wells, campaigning for justice, writing poems, caring for the needy, loving your neighbor as yourself. This will last into God's future. These activities are not simply ways of making the present life a little less beastly, a little more bearable. Until the day when we leave it behind altogether, as the hymn so mistakenly puts it, they are part of what we may call building for God's kingdom. We continue the thought by all things working together for a new reality. More and more as we go along, faith tends to be something that we have when we desperately need it. But living in a current state of reality that faith is the evidence of things unseen, we can begin to embody the work of the kingdom here and now. Being equal to angels because we are children of the resurrection shouldn't be left to the other side of eternity. It would be more helpful for our brothers and sisters and our neighbors here and now to have the hope that we are found in Christ. For we have a resurrection in the resurrection of Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I pray that this has been helpful. Thanks for stopping by again. If you're around the Nashville and Franklin area, please join us any Sunday at 4 p.m in downtown Franklin, 408 Church Street. We meet at Generations Church, 4 p.m. You can find us at luminousparish.com.
peace be with you.